Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Off and running. On this Monday, Labor Day, September 5th, a good morning to you on this extended weekend for some of you. But even if it doesn't include an extra day off, I hope it has been filled with college football cookouts, maybe a last trip to the beach, and I would imagine for many of you a fantasy football draft, or in the case of many people that I know, drafts. Whatever you may be doing on this Monday, I hope you're enjoying it. And thanks for cranking us up here on the radio on 106.7 The Fan or on the Odyssey app where we are streaming all the time on this holiday weekend, which JP and B. Mitch are enjoying. So you got me for the next two hours. And who am I? I'm Wes McElroy. I'm the midday host of The Fan in Richmond. You also might know me from the pregame, postgame, and the sideline reports on Virginia Tech football, which you hear right here on The Fan. And Yes, my friends, we will spend some time on what went down Friday night in Blacksburg, the atmosphere of Lane Stadium, with Virginia Tech pulling off the upset win of the 10th-ranked North Carolina Tar Heels. They will not be number 10 when the polls come out today, but quite a night, quite one of the best sports environments. I'm not, I'm not a guy who's a creature of the moment, but it was one of the best sports atmospheres, one of the best environments, and I'll talk about this more coming up. I don't know if I've ever been to a sporting event where the crowd never let off the gas pedal. Just wire to wire all night. Now, there were a couple points where maybe they downshifted to fourth gear, but, man, they were, they were living in fifth gear. They were living in the red. And it, it was one of the most electric stadiums and environments I have ever been in. We're going to talk about Friday night. We'll, we'll get to some college football, which had the spotlight this weekend, including that wild back-and-forth Notre Dame-Florida State game last night. Maybe you went to bed in the third quarter. Uh, I went to bed, and then I just happened to have this weird feeling and flipped over and looked at it and watched it to the very end. And uh, Florida State putting up fight, but Notre Dame getting the win in the end. We had Alabama storming Miami, making college football look like it's still Alabama's world and everybody else is paying rent. Outside of Virginia Tech, the ACC had a weekend they'd like to forget. Terps fans, uh, I imagine you're walking with a little swagger today after that win. It was just, it was great. It, it was just great to have college football back this weekend. It was great to have it back wall-to-wall on TV. Great to see fans back in the stands, the tailgating in the parking lots, the smells out of the parking lot. Some legal, some not illegal. A- an actual home field environment. And just really, simply, after such a long time of people being apart, And I know we're still very much dealing with COVID and the Delta variant. We'll get to some storylines in the NFL today about that. But just after a long time of people being apart, it was great to see so many people come together and just have a little fun this weekend. I'll get into some college football observations over the next two hours. We'll get more on the Hokies win and the Lane Stadium experience from Friday night. But to start the show on this Monday, we're going to talk the NFL and we're going to talk the Washington football team because... As you, an NFL fan, and for me as an NFL fan, when I woke up this morning, 
after I poured the second cup of coffee, the first one is just to actually get me to function, second one is where I start processing thoughts. It was during that second cup of coffee I thought of these four words, and I'd like to share with you those four words this morning. And those four words, they just, they, they clicked me right into gear. As, as much as, they perked me up as much as that Dunkin' Donuts original roast. And those four words for you, my fellow NFL fans, are, we have made it. We have made it. It is game week. It is week one of the NFL. When I was a kid, I used to hate Labor Day weekend. Because Labor Day weekend meant summer's over. That meant back to school. That meant having to get up for the bus. I'm now 42. I love Labor Day weekend. It's back to college football. It's back to the NFL. For some of you with older children, you're rejoicing because it is back to school. And for your kiddos, they're out the door. You'll have a little bit more peace and quiet. But for all of us, let's rejoice. Football is back in three days from now. The defending Super Bowl champion Tampa Bay Buccaneers will be taking on the stinking Dallas Cowboys. Six days from now, your Washington football team will be hosting Justin Herbert and the L.A. Chargers. And I apologize in advance. I will call them the San Diego Chargers at least once during this show. But it is here. The season is here. And this week, it counts. It counts in your fantasy football league. It counts in your survivor pool. And above all, it counts in the standings. It's the real thing. I got a couple guests lined up for you today. Ryan Wilson, NFL writer, national NFL writer for CBSSports.com. He's going to jump on. We'll discuss Washington. We'll get to the NFC East, and we'll get his outlook on the season ahead all around the NFL. We're going to talk a little NFL over-unders with Tim Murray of VSIN, the Vegas Stats and Information Network. And for those eager to put a few bucks down on FanDuel, he'll give you a little quality insight. About... 20 minutes from now, we'll get into the Washington football team. Michael Phillips, my colleague and friend from the Times-Dispatch in Richmond. Ron Rivera meeting with the media today. Hopefully going to share some good news about Curtis Samuel's status. We're waiting to see where that is. We're waiting to see him. We're waiting to see new additions to this offense and defense. Plus, because not only do we get games this week, you get predictions this week. And coming up, I will give you my 10 bold predictions of the NFL season. And heads up, because everyone does the 10 bold predictions. Some are. Some are not exactly bold. Some are just completely off the wall. But this is what we do. Every network, every host, every show, every NFL media member, just like many fans, we all have this picture painted in our minds of how we think the season will turn out. So... Here's my question to you, fans of the Washington football team on this Monday. How does it need to turn out? My question today, when it comes to Washington, what is success this year? Success. What is it? In, in a, everyone says, well, I hope we have a successful season. Okay. What exactly is that in your mind? In year number two under Ron Rivera, what do you envision needing to happen to make this a successful season. Now, I know sometimes expectations can get us in trouble. I, I know that sometimes the best laid plans of mice and men, dot, dot, dot. But this is what we do as fans. We look at teams all offseason. We look at what they did last year. We look at what they did in free agency. We look at what they did in the draft. And then we go, I think they should do this this season. Or, or 
we we think they should do at least this this year because of what they did last year. You know, for some teams out there, making the playoffs is still a big deal. Getting there to the postseason is still a big deal. You know, if you tell a Jacksonville Jaguar fan today, hey, guess what? Five months from now, you're going to be in the playoffs. They'll take it. They won't ask for anything more. They'll take it. Now, I don't think that's going to happen, but that's hypothetical. But for some teams, okay, if you made the playoffs last year, well, we automatically think, okay, you're going to make it this year. But that's not going to be good enough. You made it last year, so you not only have to make it this year, you've got to at least win a playoff game this year. If you have already won a playoff game, and, and Baltimore Ravens fans in the audience get this, if you get to the divisional round, okay, you got to at least make the championship game this year. Or you got to make it to the Super Bowl. I'm sure they're thinking about this in Buffalo. You know, if we don't do this, if we don't get to at least the championship game, if we don't get to championship Sunday, it's a disappointment. In Green Bay, back-to-back years, they made it to the NFC championship game. Neither year making it to the Super Bowl. And to have that championship game last year in Lambeau, and to lose again, yeah. When all was said and done, Felt like a major disappointment, major disappointing season for Green Bay. Aaron Rodgers wins the MVP. Still, it feels like it all fizzled out. Now, the truth is, and we don't always like to bring, bring perspective to the table, but the truth is, success isn't always linear. For Washington, they were 7-9 last year. NFC East champs. And yes, it's the NFC East. But somebody had to win it, and to their credit, they did. And it's... You know, it's really been quite interesting to keep tabs on on how some think Washington will do this year. Like the expectations, predictions, I'm just like you. I hear somebody say, hey, I got a prediction coming up on Washington. Tune in next. All right, I want to hear what they have to say. But I've heard a lot of national media members that are really excited about this team. I mean, some... Some are talking 11 wins, 12 wins. Dan Orlovsky of ESPN has a man crush on Washington. I, I, I don't want to exactly quote this, but I believe, paraphrasing, he said that they're the biggest threat in the NFC to Tampa Bay. Now, I'm not going to go that far, but that's a national perspective. And I do appreciate listening to the national perspective. I also like to talk to guys who have their boots on the ground. I like guys that are on the beat. Guys, and excuse me, to Nikki Javala. Uh, guys and women who are on the beat. I like to, I like to ask people. I like to talk to people who are on the beat around this team on a daily basis. I'm going to ask Michael Phelps for his prediction because for other guys who cover this team, having Sam Fortier of the Post on my show in Richmond, Rick Snyder from the FanDC.com, those guys are closer to where the sports books have them, which is around eight, nine, or ten wins. Vegas has got them this morning at eight and a half. And I do welcome your predictions today. If you've got a number floating around in your mind, please, please share it. But what would mark success this year? What would make you see this as progress? As it, whoa, wait a minute. This, this is actually moving forward. This is not a one-year flash. Is it winning the division again? Anyhow, anyway. If they win the NFC East, cool. That's it. That's success. If they do it at 8-9, they do it at 9-8, and eight. is that a step in the right direction? Is success just making it back to the playoffs is, as a divisional winner, as a wild card? I don't care, just get us in, that's success. Back-to-back years in the postseason, sign me up. Is that not good enough? Is success making it to the playoffs 
at actually winning a playoff game. Even though they were there last year, and even though they were there with a losing record, still, to you, close isn't good enough. You're not in the moral victories. I'll give you my pick coming up. I'll give you my prediction coming up. I will tell you I have already wagered the over on FanDuel for Washington, and I will include them in my bold pick segment. But it's a, it's a tough schedule. No if and buts or about uh, no if ands or buts about it. I look at the schedule and and once again I know it's dangerous thinking to base this year off last year because you do have about half the teams in the playoffs turnover every year. It's about six. I think it's six point four teams a year that don't make it back to the playoffs that did the year before. However, I do know that some teams they have showed consistency. They have shown sustained success and. Tampa Bay being one of them, Green Bay being one of them, Buffalo, I think, has shown that, Kansas City, who, personally, I think Patrick Mahomes and Kansas City are, they are quite salty about the way things ended last year, and that is a motivation, and I think Kansas City, even though it's hard to kind of fathom how they do it, I think the Chiefs are going to take it up another level this year. And yes, D, all the above are on Washington's schedule, despite being 7-9 and nine last year. Washington still won the division, so they get a first-place schedule, and that includes facing other divisional winners. Are they better equipped than last year? Yeah, I believe so. On offense, and I don't think Ryan Fitzpatrick's the long-term answer, and I know you can get Ryan Fitzpatrick one day, you can get Ryan Fitzmagic another, you can get Ryan Fitztragic another. I still put him in the upgrade category from last year. Now, I've I've got questions, and I want to see if Curtis Samuel can not only get back, but can he get back and stay out there. But overall, they're in a much better place offensively than they were 365 days ago going into last season. Defensively, this is a top-10 defense, but are they able to take the next step? They did upgrade in the offseason. They did focus in on the draft with Jamin Davis. They did get William Jackson the third in the secondary. I'd like to know your prediction today for Washington. As we get week one started, and as we get week one started, you look out into yonder, you see football for as far as the eye can see, you're standing on a September cliff, and all you can see is football in the landscape all the way to the horizon. There's just football, 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 18 weeks, 17 games here into January. What, when all is said and done, to you, would make this a successful season for the Washington football team? Phone number is... 1-800-636-1067. That's 1-800-636-1067. And I got a poll up on my Twitter account. If you'd like to jump on, you can find me at Yo Wes on the radio. That's just one S in Wes. At Yo Wes on the radio. What must happen to make you look at this season as a success for the Washington football team? And I gave you three options. Win the NFC East, just make the playoffs, or make and win a playoff game. Which one out of the three are you feeling the most? You can tell me the guest lineup, because we're going to get you in. We've got a couple guests lined up today. Michael Phillips of the Times-Dispatch, he will join us. Ryan Wilson of CBSSports.com. I'll get his thoughts on Washington and the NFC East. We'll get into Super Bowl contenders. Also, I we have to discuss one factor heading into the season, and that is COVID. And, and my hope is it is a minor factor, not a major factor, but... You had a couple situations here with, um, you know, a couple situations going on with the Cowboys, the Dolphins this morning, Tom Brady giving some comments this weekend in an interview that he did. He said, you know, talking about his COVID experience and also believing the concerns 
that COVID may make the season more difficult than last. And that's coming from a guy on a team that's 100% vaccinated. So I'll get Ryan's thoughts on that. Tim Murray will join us from the Vegas Stats and Information Network. He'll join us in some futures betting around the NFL. I have laid a few bucks down on some over-unders. I want to see if Murray gives my wagers a thumbs up or thumbs down. And uh, I will share some thoughts on this first weekend of college football, including the memorable experience of being in Blacksburg on Friday night. But we open up on this Labor Day, and I'm just, I'm happy it's back. Football is back, college football is back, the NFL is almost here, and the phone lines are open to you. 1-800-636-1067, and the poll question you can find on Twitter, Yo Wes on the radio. We're talking football on this Labor Day, we're talking football on this Monday. I'm Wes McElroy, in for JP and B. Mitch, back with your phone calls, and Michael Phillips of the Times-Dispatch on 106.7 The Fan. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Sometimes even great minds need a rest. That's why they call me in. Those great minds, JP and Brian Mitchell. I was going to say they're off today. They're, they're probably out getting ready for practice. Ron Rivera going to speak to the media at noon. But I'm Wes McElroy in for JP and Brian Mitchell. And coming up, Michael Phillips of the Times-Dispatch will join us on this Washington football team. Getting ready for week one. Will they have Curtis Samuel? You will hear from him in about 120 seconds. Coming up, I'm going to give you 10 bold NFL predictions, including my Super Bowl matchup, because 
everybody does that this week, so why am I going to be out of the party? I'll give you my record prediction for the Washington football team. I'm going to throw out some NFL over-unders that I like. We'll talk to Tim Murray of VSIN and get what he thinks. And also, I got a trend that somehow, someway, people tend to forget every football season when they, they make playoff predictions in the NFL. I, it's something that has happened every year since 2008, and it gets overlooked every single preseason. However, I will not be overlooking this trend, and I, I don't want you to overlook it as, as you make your predictions on this upcoming NFL season. I, I can't make you sound smart, but I can at least give you a nugget so you sound smart. So I'll, I'll try to help you out, and I'll throw that away. That, that'll be coming up next hour. But I, I threw out the question to start the show. What must happen to make you look at this season as a success for the Washington football team? What this year, year two, as we all look out, the football season in front of us, we all have expectations. We all have thoughts. We all have hot takes. So when it comes to Washington, and I, there, there's a good chunk of you that I would say mostly right now, there's some that are still skeptical. skeptical. There's some that are cautiously optimistic. I, I don't think anybody's chanting Super Bowl or bust, but I don't feel anybody's out there going, dude, we'll be lucky if they win four games this year. But what success? There is a feel of stability. What's success? 800-636-1067. I also have a poll up at my Twitter account, at Yo West on the radio. What must happen? Win the NFC East? Just make the playoffs? Wild card division? Doesn't matter. Just get into the playoffs. Or they've got not only to make the playoffs, but they've got to win a playoff game. You let me know. Let me start off here before we get to Michael Phillips. I got Lou up in Adam in D.C. this morning. Yo, Lou, you're on the fan. Hey, man. How's it going, buddy? I'm good. Thank you for dialing me up. Appreciate it. What's on your mind? What's on my mind for your question that you asked, I think, you know, we start off with your division games, and you got to, you know, go either 5-1 and one or 4-2, and two, and then you got to win some of these home games. That's what we've been kind of lacking of, uh, you know, winning games at home. And, uh, uh, and I know we got, you know, the schedule is real tough, and, um, you gotta, you gotta find a way to win, man. I mean, you went out and got a quarterback that you think he could maybe lead you to the playoff. I know, you know, it's three different Fitzpatrick, but I feel like if he could, you know, just, you know, manage the game and let the defense do what they do, and you know, the, the defense is coming along, they add up some pieces, and I just think, you know, we, we got a chance, and I, I believe in this team, and uh, I'm not, you know, jumping on uh, and saying we're going to the Super Bowl, but. I know we're going to win some games, and I, I believe it's 11 and 6, and I've been saying it. And if not, you know, uh, uh, 10 and 7, that's the most. But uh, other than that, man, thank you for taking my call. That's what I wanted to say, man. Lou, Lou thank, thank you for taking the time and picking up the phone call. And, Lou, I want to combine both of your thoughts there. Lou said about the home games and the divisional games. You don't want to look ahead past week one, but how big is it to get off to a good start? With, I was almost going to do the San Diego. I told you it was going to happen. I'm, I'm still living in the San Diego Chargers. But to have L.A. come West Coast to East Coast, and then to have the Giants early on, maybe Saquon, maybe no Saquon, maybe a limited Saquon, to get those in the first two weeks, yeah, I'm going to take loose thoughts and combine the home and the division games in those first two weeks and how key is it to get off to a good start. We'll take more of your phone calls. Once again, 1-800-636-1067. But joining us right now, Michael Phillips, the Times Dispatch, as the Washington football team prepares for week one. And Michael, kind enough to join us. He is working on this Labor Day. 
Michael, just give us a little perspective here. I'm sure it's different for the coaches, different for the players. As a guy on the beat, what's it feel like? How does it just feel different that you got up this morning, you're going to go cover this team, and it's finally a game week? Well, it feels great finally being a game week because we've run out of preseason stories to tell. I, you know, it's, <laughs> it, you know there's, there's a start of training camp. There's the excitement. How's everybody doing? And, wow, Landon Collins looks good. Oh, Chris Samuel isn't here. And, and then you kind of start getting to your second-tier stories of, you know, okay, how's, how's St. Jude looking? And, you know, let's, uh, let's see who the punt returner is. And, and then you get to that last week of the preseason and, all right. Well, Samus Reyes, he's a cool story. And uh, all right, time to go. Time to go. And, uh, you know, we're all excited. And this is a great week one matchup, too, Wes. You know, this this is one that I, I don't think anybody can forecast with certainty. And a, a lot of really fun young players. I know it's not the marquee game. I know it's not on national TV. Uh, but I think it's a really solid week one matchup. You forgot one layer there the preseason, and that is who is and who is not going to make the practice squad. That, that's, that's been the topic du jour for the past week. But you're exactly right. And, Michael, I know we want to get to the regular season, but let me, just from what you've seen, been able to observe, I know they were down here in Richmond for a couple days. I only really got to see about two days of it. But past 35 days, is there an area with training camp, preseason games, is there an area that you have found yourself feeling better about with the Washington football team? Yeah, the offensive line for sure. You know, I was very skeptical Sam Cosme could step in and be an impact player as a rookie. I'm still somewhat skeptical Sam Cosme's going to make it 17 games as an impact player as a rookie. But he's looked better every single week. He's shown big strides, big improvements, and I don't think it's a total reach to put him out there in week one now. I feel really good about Charles Leno at left tackle. He's been great. Uh, it, you know, I, I think that there was obviously a lot of doubt there when you bring in it, anybody new off the streets and free agency, um, but but he's delivered at that position. I, of course, had no worries about Brandon Sheriff, um, but then watching Eric Flowers win the job at left guard is very encouraging because that was not a given coming into this camp. So I, I think the offensive line is there. And in John Bates, John Bates draft pick out of Boise State, he's a blocking tight end, something they really haven't had in a little while. Uh, and, you know, he, he's got a mean streak to him when, he, when he's blocking in there. You can go six blockers and feel good about what you're doing on that offensive line. It's going to be really important for a guy like Fitzpatrick. I think I might know the answer to this, but past 35 days, where do you have more or the same concerns? Well, I think it's linebacker, and that's not a knock on Jamin Davis. It just isn't it? You know, everybody was underwhelmed by his preseason. Look, here's the deal. This kid played 12 games of college football, I mean, SEC essentially, and now he's coming to the NFL. You're asking him, be the middle linebacker, be the shot caller, be the quarterback of the defense, and, you know, be, be everything. Uh, and do it against Tom Brady. Do it against Aaron Rodgers. Um, you know, it's a loaded schedule. Mahomes, Allen, they, 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 you know, they're, they're seeing everybody here. Herbert in week one, Herbert's a guy who, who can break down an NFL defense for sure. And so, look, it, it's a steep learning curve. The athletic, the athleticism, the athletic traits are absolutely there. I think he'll be fine long term. But, but look, you know, we've seen the John Bostic show. We've seen the Cole Holcomb show. They are fine NFL players. But they're not elite. They're not. They're not game changers, and they're the guys that the opposing quarterbacks pick on. You know, when it's when it's time to single somebody out. So uh, I think that's a unit that's still in development. I thought you were going to say kicking. Do you, are you feeling better about that? Are we overrating that, or is that is that answer one A to the question? I think Ron answered his own question by signing a kicker to the practice squad, and which is to say, you know, 
he is saying the right things publicly. He's all in on Dustin Hopkins. He, he trusts Dustin Hopkins. Uh, he, he's in Dustin Hopkins' corner, and and, and that's it just that's why he's a great coach because that's the right thing to do. You don't need to add anything to Dustin Hopkins' plate or his mental load right now. He needs to know his coach has his back. But watch what he does too. He brought in a guy to the practice squad, which which is a statement to me of hey, if this thing goes south in week one. We're going to make the change in week two. I, I don't think he's going to dilly dally around with this. Uh, you know, I, I think it's going to be a week to week performance kind of thing. He's Michael Phillips, Richmond Times Dispatch, Richmond.com. He's joining us on 1067 The Fan on this Monday. Michael, I'm going to go both sides of the ball here. Let me start with defense because the strength of this team is still the defense. And I thought at times last year they got a little bit more national love than they deserved. They, they are good. They are very good. They're, they're trending in the direction of being top three defense in the league, maybe number one. But there were holes and there were flaws. Where do you believe this defense has taken the steps to take the next step? Well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say it was a question mark because I, I think the addition of William Jackson was a great addition. I, I think it, especially in the NFC East, especially with the receiving talent, you're going to be going against in these crunch time games with the playoffs on the line. I think it's crucial you have two really good cornerbacks. And I, I think they have that on paper. Kendall Fuller, who I like a lot, have always liked a lot. Uh, and then William Jackson is a, is a guy who certainly is able to lock down opposing receivers. I think St. Jude, you know, if he comes along, gives you a nice slot option, a nice third option, that, that's obviously great. But, but it's a question mark because, look, here's the deal. Derek McLaurin abused William Jackson all the training camp. He just did. And then, you know, Jackson, in just a couple of weeks with his injury here, maybe that's the reason for the performance earlier. Maybe that's, you know, something's new and lingering. I, I, I'm not ready to go all in with William Jackson. It's going to be great this day against Los Angeles because, you know, he may still be hurting. He may be not all he was cracked up to be. Um, you know, there, there were some warning signs there. I, I'm still willing to believe he's who he's been on tape for four years which is a very good NFL cornerback. And if they solve that, you know, that, that's a big piece of the puzzle. That allows your defensive line to go to work to do the things they need to do if, if there aren't easy options. I'm also I'm banging the drum for Landon Collins every chance I get. This is an incredible recovery, remarkable comeback for him. Uh, he's in the best shape I've seen him in a long time, and, and he means business. Uh, I'm excited to see what he produces. Let me flip it over to the offensive side of the ball here, and I imagine this answer is going to involve Curtis Samuel and his status. But, Michael, I go back last year. Ron Rivera, Scott Turner, year one, four quarterback injuries, no offseason. Logan Thomas did emerge. That's a bonus. And they have Terry McLaurin. They've added weapons. Antonio Gibson is trying to alter in that year to more of a full-time running back. Can you paint the picture for me of what this offense – if this offense can be the offense on paper and then translate onto the field – what are some of the characteristics of this offense? What could this offense look like on the field? It's five guys on every snap who you have to account for as being a potential wide receiver who could break the play open. That, that's incredible is what that is. You know, obviously, Terry McLaurin, Curtis Sam, they speak for themselves here, of course, their, their abilities at, at receiver. Antonio Gibson, we all saw it last year. He can come out of the backfield, catch a pass have those wide receiver-style moves. Logan Thomas, I don't need to tell you how good Logan Thomas is. Then who's your third guy? Either Adam Humphreys, who has just a, an incredible rapport with Fitzpatrick. We've already seen that. Seems to be in the right place at the right time. Or is Deami Brown. And Deami Brown's looked good, good in, the, in this training camp. He, he's going to be, you know, but 
he, he's, I, I don't want to say this definitively because obviously Sam Cosby's making the strides, but I mean, he's got the chance to be, you know, the splashiest rookie here year one just because of his, his game breaking ability, especially for Samuel doesn't play all that much. So you've got five guys you have to account for as the defense on every single play. And then you've got the veteran quarterback. It's his job to figure it out. Who's the guy you throw it to? Which number do you call on any given play? It, it, this thing works like it's supposed to work. It's a dangerous group, and it's a dangerous group to have to scheme against his defense. I would imagine today, I know you guys are going to chance to talk to Ron Rivera, I believe, at noon. Uh, i got to imagine question number one is the status of Curtis Samuel. Any idea what that status might be? Ron was singing a happy tune late last week. Yeah, he's fine. We're being extra cautious. We expect him to get out there and take some reps on Monday. Um, I don't buy it at all, Wes. <laughs> you know, I've, just, I've seen one too many of these things. That's a tricky injury. For a receiver, that's a tricky injury that can linger sometimes. Uh, you know, I'm waiting to see what happens this week. But look, if I if I was playing a fantasy football lineup, if I was playing in a, a DFS, I'm not counting on Curtis Samuel doing anything Sunday against the Chargers. I just I just I've seen too many of these over the years where everybody feels good until it's game day, and all of a sudden nobody feels good anymore. Yeah, and, and Michael, we both know that it is week one. There's something about getting out there, but. There's also something different about getting out there and actually staying out there. It's, it's, Ron Rivera said the other day, it's either all or nothing. Either he'll be 100% available or they won't play him. But that doesn't mean that he'll have 100% of the playbook you know, ready to go. And timing's a big thing, especially for a guy who runs very specialized plays. I don't know how much of that you want to run if you haven't done it in practice, if you haven't, you know, gone through those reps with Fitzpatrick and the blockers. Cause otherwise these are things, you know, you talk about, you know, your jet sweeps and your, you know, your, your screen passes and all of these are things that can turn ugly if you don't get them right. He's Michael Phillips. You can read him. Michael Phillips in the Richmond times dispatch, richmond.com. When can we read Michael Phillips's record prediction for the Washington football team? And when can we read you revealing your Super Bowl prediction? Go, well, the, the team prediction goes live tomorrow morning. Um, so, you know, you can look forward to that at richmond.com. Tomorrow morning's the morning. Uh, I, will, I will officially reveal my pick. And you know what? I've, I've been accused of being negative over the years, Wes. I know that it's crazy to believe. I've been accused of being negative. I am not negative this year. Oh, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm feeling all right. Um, but I'll say this. Calling a division title also doesn't mean you have to call 11 wins this year, especially uh, looking around the NFC East. You know, don't, don't, don't expect me to go wild, wild, but I, it's a division title pick, um, especially watching what's happened to Dak. I don't do a Super Bowl pick. Uh, maybe I should do a Super Bowl pick. Look, I'm picking the Chiefs. I, I, you'd be crazy not to pick the Chiefs if you're doing a Super Bowl pick. I think the NFC is a whole lot of fun. I get the people who are picking the Rams. That's, that's a trendy pick. That's a fun pick. Uh, I think the Packers is just a, a rock-solid pick. I'm out on the Bucks though. I mean, they caught that lightning in a bottle at the right time. You think Gronk's going to make it through a whole season healthy? You think Tom's going to make it through a whole season again? I don't know. I'm, I'm out on the Bucks. At Michael P. RTD on Twitter. He is off to practice. Ron Rivera speaking at noon. And Mr. The Glass is half full with his prediction tomorrow. Check it out, <laughs> Richmond.com. Thank you, Michael. Be safe in your travels, buddy. Thanks, Wes. You got it. That's Michael Phillips joining us here on 106.7 The Fan. The question's out to you. The poll is up. What must happen to make you look at this season as a success for the Washington football team. And if you want to throw a prediction our way, you can. We'll open the phone lines coming up next, 1-800-636-1067.
I'm on Twitter at Yo Wes on the radio. I'm Wes McElroy in for B Mitch and JP. We'll do that when we come back. Also, if you were there, let's put it this way. There's sometimes at a sporting event, you see it on TV, and sometimes it is totally different than what it is being there in person. You had to be there. We'll get to that coming up next on 106.7 The Fan. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. I've heard this song before, time or two, maybe like 72 hours ago. Lucky enough to cover college football for over 15 years. The atmosphere Friday night, Lane Stadium in Blacksburg, was one of the most memorable, most intense sporting environments I have ever been in. And not just in, like start to finish. The Hokies fans took the intensity wire to wire Friday night at Lane Stadium, watching Virginia Tech Take down number 10, North Carolina. I'm Wes McElroy. I am in for B. Mitch and Finley. We'll get back to the NFL. Top of the hour, Ryan Wilson of CBSSports.com is going to be joining us. Because we got the NFL this week. This past weekend, we had a full weekend of college football. And it was so nice. Just games, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. We got another one tonight. We got uh, Louisville and Ole Miss. But to be there Friday night with just... It was pulsating through the stadium, even before Enter Sandman. And by the way, some of you might be going, who is this guy? This, this ain't JP. This ain't B. Mitch. No, I'm Wes McElroy. Then you go, wait a minute. How do I know that name? I've heard this guy before. In addition to doing the middays at the Fan in Richmond, uh, you can hear me right here on Saturdays, mostly on Saturdays, on Virginia Tech football broadcast. I'm the pregame, postgame host, sideline reporter. So I was there Friday night on the sidelines to watch all of this go down in person And credit to Virginia Tech's football team, especially the defense, because they fed off the crowd that entire game. They fed off the crowd. The crowd fed off them. I have seen top 10 opponents come in over the past 10 years. I've been doing the sidelines now my third year. I've been with the radio crew now for five. I've seen Clemson roll in. I saw Notre Dame roll in. They come into Lane Stadium, and there's been this great buildup, and there's been this great pregame show. And there's been parachuters coming down with the game ball. And there's been a total frenzy with Enter Sandman. And then the game starts. And then things fizzle out. Including the crowd. Not the case Friday night. That was a sold out crowd of 65,000 plus. Jumping up and down for Enter Sandman. And not a person. Not even those dressed in Carolina blue. Left Lane Stadium a bit early. Not a tad early. Now... About 30 seconds left. Many in Carolina Blue got the heck out of there. But the Hokies defense under their defensive coordinator, Justin Hamilton, delivering the pick late. Every time that Virginia Tech needed their defense to step up on Friday night, and they did. And I'll give you a little sideline insight. Even though it was just gorgeous, cool Friday, fall night. I mean, it just felt like fall. Man, that team was cramping up on the sideline. Guys were coming off 
dropping down to the ground, just laying on the bench. They were getting those rollers on their calves, on their hips. They were putting this big um, – Armani Chapman came over, Chamari Khan, just putting this goop on their calves because they're cramping up. It was just the hot day into the cool temperatures, the first game. Not, not as extreme, but much like the NFL, college football, they don't get a lot of hitting in during camp. You're not going for three-hour stretch and with TV timeouts, ESPN having their breaks. That's a long night. But I was sitting there watching on the sidelines, and in some philosophy that Peter Laviolette of the Capitals would love, Justin Hamilton is just putting waves of guys out there. They're, they're going in, they're going out, and it, it was enough there to last to the very end when they need to get, a, get another turnover. They force another turnover of future NFL quarterback Sam Howell. And I'm not one of those people. I know it's very easy to say today, like, oh, North Carolina was overrated. Okay, I, I think they were a little overrated, but... That's still a big-time win, big-time performance by Virginia Tech. Now, there's excitement. There's buzz. I'm going to be paying attention at noon when the top 25 comes out to see if the Hokies are in there. What the Hokies have got to do this week is stay away from reading the headlines. College coaches like to say the biggest improvement is between weeks one and weeks two. And this week they have Middle Tennessee State, team that's going to struggle this year. So the Hokies can have a tune-up game. Like, there's a difference between saying they have a tune-up game and actually having a tune-up game. That's all depending on what they do on the field. But they got to take advantage of it because they got a trip to Morgantown. They got Notre Dame coming in in a couple weeks. And I, I'm, I'm not trying to be a wet blanket here, but Virginia Tech, they, they've had some problems over the years handling prosperity. There, there's been, at times, one step forward, one step back. And they've, they've had some bad losses over the years, which we – we don't need to go into today because there's still a feel of happiness and excitement and 1-0 and is a heck of a lot better than 0-1, but yeah. Um, let, let's see. It's one game, and you can use that as it's only one game for positive or negative, but it's a long season, and seasons can turn on a dime. But for an opening act in a pivotal season, Hokies, just, they turned some heads, and it was a fun night. It was a fun start to the season, and seriously, one of the the best sports atmospheres I've ever been in. Wall-to-wall, nonstop, beginning to the end. Cody Betts is back producing today. Cody, can you think of a time that you've been in a game where just from the time you got to the parking lot, you walked in the door until the final whistle, that it was just sheer adrenaline from a crowd? No, I really can't. Maybe, maybe just once when I went to a Pittsburgh Steelers playoff game a couple years ago when they played Jacksonville. Because there was a, they were losing at the time, and they thought they were going to get back in it, but that was about it. You're a Steelers fan? No, I just went to college up there. Okay. So. Right, where, where, where I have to now ask, whereabouts? I went to West Liberty University, small okay. D2 school in West Virginia. All right. I'm, I'm, a, D, I'm a D3 guy right outside of uh, 45 minutes north of Morgantown, a little place called Waynesburg College. I know exactly where it's at. All right. You, you, you might be the only one in the audience, but I'll take that as a win. But see, this is the fun part about college football. I even went to a Division three school. And, like, I, I know tomorrow EB and the Junks, they'll be talking about Maryland's win. And I know where we live, all over Virginia. JMU, the Dukes, they, they got – I'm married to one, so I got I to mention that they got a win. But I love college football. And I love it. I know there are some who feel it's predictable. It's like, oh, it's Alabama. It's Ohio State. Might not be Clemson this year. But some people just go, why bother – like, it's going to be Alabama. It's the fun. It's the tradition. It's the pageantry. 
Saturdays. Heck, even at Waynesburg College, we had a tradition. The third quarter of every game, we didn't have a visiting sideline. That's how small the school was. But the Conrail train would come through in the third quarter with a big banner, and the banner would be different every single week. These are the fun things that if you went to school in a place with college football, there's these little or sometimes big things like 65,000 people to enter Sandman or JMU where they throw the streamers or Waynesburg College where they got the train. That, that's why we watch college football because it has those little extras. Every sport has that thing that makes it unique, and it was so great to see it back with fans in the stands this weekend. You want to talk some college football? We can. 1-800-636-1067. Next hour, we're going to go back into the NFL. Ryan Wilson of CBSSports.com is one of the best in the business. He's going to join us. I'm going to give you my 10 bold NFL picks on how I think the season, including the Washington football team season, will play out. We'll discuss some over-unders. Who are the sports books and who are the money feeling going into the regular season? That's coming up. Hour number two. Wes McElroy in for Brian Mitchell and J.P. Finley as we roll on on 106.7 The Fan. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road, the steeper the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 